Hi for a live recording of High and Dry podcast. For all of those of you watching on stream, thank you so much. Our guest today is Mike Salt. Uh, we haven't gotten to the main. Oh, the main podcast is recording now. Okay, never yeah, mind. I'll shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Everything's going. All right, we figured this out. God damn. Okay, everyone good? Everyone feeling good? We're good? Yeah. Swell. Awesome. All right. Well, <laughs> welcome to High and Dry Podcast, the only podcast where we do all of our own stunts. Joining me as always, we got James Cross. And James, what's going on, man? How you doing? I'm doing really well. Thank you for asking. Uh, this is my natural domain is Twitch, I guess. I don't know. It's nonsense. <laughs> I have a Twitch stream. <laughs> Joining us again for this episode right here where we are at the finals of this tournament we got going. We got shot glasses going out to everyone who participated in the voting there. We got Mike Salt with us, author. Mike, what's going on? How you been? Hey, what's up, guys? Oh, you know, just surviving <laughs> and doing a podcast in between the surviving. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. So what are you working on now? Uh, How you been? Tell us about yourself. What happened? Um, we heard you were dead. Oh, uh, yeah. I was in pretty insane couple weeks. Well, months since last time we talked, you know. Uh, finished my yeah. next novel. Have it with the editor right now. Sweating bullets because I don't like editing. So, you know, that goes. Yeah. Um Freaking my baby is now old enough to crawl around and break things, so that's exciting. Oh jeez. Yeah. So <laughs> and he's really into this whole power waking yeah. up three times a night thing for no reason. So it's been really exciting. It's been exciting. No, that's pretty cool. <laughs> that's pretty cool. Yeah. Well, how long did it take you to pop one of those out? Uh the book, not the baby. The baby? The baby took about ten months to cook. So nine <laughs> full months. But uh the book surprisingly shorter. So I worked on this one for like three months. Nice. So that's a good turnaround time. This oh. is encouragement for everyone out there. Books are easier than babies. If you I manage mean, to have a baby, you can write a book. I will vouch for that. All right. If you have, <laughs> if you have the patience to write a book, you might not have the patience to raise a baby. They are you. You, you just that's your entire life. You don't get to take time off. You're not going to be like three months and give it to an editor. You're just done. It's your life. Editor would be nice. I'm not. I'm not. Uh, I'm not made of money. I'm not like that. I won't be. I'll never. I don't never. I got to go the the traditional publishing route. Or it just ain't gonna happen. I don't know what to do about that. <laughs> you got this, man. Yeah, we'll figure it out. We'll get there. So anyway, so again, thanks for coming back on, man. We're excited to have you. We got some good questions. We got a really fun fight. But so for those of people who are just joining us, just listening to the podcast, this is how this works. So high and dry starts its episodes off with a philosophical question, a debate, if you will, and then it devolves into a fist fight, as those things often do. But what really sets us apart and what makes us special is that before we get into any of that, we got to get a little drunk and we got to get a little high. So James, what are you smoking this week? Uh, I'm smoking a wonderful strain. The last time it made an appearance was on our very first Twitch stream uh, on 420 of this year. It was a good one. It was a good one. Uh, this one's called Purple Fire OG. Delicious. Well, that sounds lovely. Now, uh, Mike, you're joining us as a drunken philosopher, yeah? Yes, I am. What will you be drinking today? It is lemonade with vodka. All right. All right. Classic. Yeah, classic. Well, I'll be there with you. I got my Pink Whitney lemonade vodka. So we'll be in the same boat. So here's to that. So let's pour them up. Uh, so our first uh, toast of the day, and this one goes out to share. Carl Urban, timeless sandworms everywhere, and to our guest Mike Salt. Cheers! Cheers! Cheers. Uh, I was just thinking, Mike, this is your second time on the uh, on the podcast. That means we got to get you a shot glass. Hell's now. yeah! We got to collect your address on air. Oh yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. So that we can send that. To you. <laughs> 
What's your social security number also? Just in case. You know how it could get sure, wrapped up. Sure, why not? <laughs> I already bought the house, but my credit's nothing anymore, so it doesn't matter. Yeah, it's, done. it's done. You're planted. You don't need credit anymore. I'm begging you to steal my identity. <laughs> Please fucking take my identity. <laughs> All right, so that brings us into our second toast. And I've been so bad at the second toast lately. I oh, keep yeah. forgetting that we have to do it to a place. Well, uh, so our last episode was actually with Lynn Lustig. Had a great time with her. And she brought us in viewers from fucking nowhere. No, um, she brought... <laughs> <laughs> Damn you, Lynn! But no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> she brought us our first viewers from Huntsville, Alabama. Ooh, Huntsville, that's... That's where my grandma's from. Really? Oh, maybe that's just your grandma. She doesn't live there anymore. She was when she was a child. (laughs) So unless she's a time traveler from the 1930s. She's now hunting. She's haunting a uh, manor in Huntsville. (laughs) She's alive. (laughs) I didn't say she was dead. She just moved back. She's haunting it. Yeah. (laughs) Boo. Well, here's the Huntsville, Alabama. Cheers. I just charged this atomizer and I'm smoking way more than usual. I got to take softer pools. I mean, like, look, this is a Tuesday. What other time are you going to be doing something like this? Any day of the week that you tell me we have to record (laughs) is when is when (laughs) is when I have to be ready to do something like this. Yeah. Uh, Well, well, so third toast, um, Mike, we didn't prepare you for this at all but third toast is guests toast what is it to last time i was here i dedicated it to bigfoot and then my my computer did that really cool thing where it cut out and then we had to recut it and i had to say it all again so this time <laughs> yeah I'm just gonna this toast is for my editor and i hope that he can have the strength to make me sound halfway smart so hell yeah what we lost you mike oh shit. No, i'm just kidding <laughs> no, i'm just kidding <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> ah, you asshole. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> uh, here's to Mike's yeah. editor. Cheers. Uh, I punished myself with a really big hit again. So. Ah, that's all right. That's where the best conversations come from. Whew. All right. So we're feeling good. We've gotten a little drunk. We've gotten a little well, high. Absolutely oh, yeah. not part of the subject, but we have a camera this time. I got some new tattoos last time we talked. Nice. Hey. hey, what do we got? So I saw a jackalope, jackalope and Mothman on a bug zap. Nice. <laughs> nice. I also hear that you're uh, recording from an airfield. Was that him? I don't know what you said. There's jets flying. Do you hear the jets? <laughs> yes, yes, we do. Yo, I thought that was us because we always have jets so flying loud. over. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, we're actually filming this. So people who are listening just to the uh, the podcast that's being released this Sunday, um, we are actually filming on a live runway, and, <laughs> <laughs> and that's what you're hearing. Mike um, Mike called it a garage last stream, but it's actually a hangar yeah. door. Ideas <laughs> <laughs> they hold stuff. <laughs> it's the same basic concept. Oh boy! All right, so we're feeling good. The jets have passed. Yeah, let's do it's time to get it's time to get down to business. So the question we have for today, um, it's a um, I've heard the the question pop up a few times. And, you know, some sometimes I'm feeling one way, sometimes I'm feeling the other way. We'll see how you guys feel about it. So the question I have for you guys is um, in the presence of a 
guilty act or whether it be, you know, whatever it is, as far as the bystanders are concerned, are they as guilty, guilty at all for when you have an individual who sees something occur that they could have prevented, but instead chooses just to stand back. Um, You see a lot of like the bystander fun little experiments they do on YouTube and stuff. And um, there was a lot of, you know, historical precedents on that one, but um, bystanders, bystanders, sorry. Are they guilty? Are they as guilty as the perpetrator? More, less? What do you think? Guests first, Mike, you've just witnessed a horrific crime and you did nothing. Well, you fucking that piece sounds, of shit. Right. <laughs> You're starting out a little biased. <laughs> I would, uh, yeah, I mean, I would, I would go to the, the probably guilty. I mean, I've always kind of lived my own life by that motto. You can step in and do something. And when it comes down to it, if you can, then you should. And if it's going to put yourself or somebody else in danger to step in, then you probably shouldn't. That's kind of the philosophy that I, as I understand it, if the house is on fire and you, you put yourself or somebody else in danger to go inside there. That's probably not it. But if somebody's getting their ass kicked and there probably shouldn't be, and you should step in, you can step in. I don't know. That's not as th- last time we talked, your question led to Satan rape. And I don't see that happening this time. So <laughs> I mean, maybe well, what if, I mean, what if like, the devil's yeah. raping someone and you see it and you don't do anything. <laughs> you rape Satan. We talked about that last time. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Just rape Satan back. Yeah, just rape him back. Um, it's the only way you can teach a Satan. Not going to learn otherwise, obviously. Well, what? <laughs> well, does anyone? I mean, it was a, a morbid little bit of history. What was that one? Uh, she had a famous name, but it was a situation where the woman um, she lived in one of like those tenement areas in New York, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, and she was raped in an alleyway and just neighbor after neighbor after neighbor witnessed it even after it was done saw that she was struggling um and essentially i mean depending on i guess your perspective here let her die um i don't know what do you think that was a matter of like they all thought it was somebody else would step in and it would be somebody else's responsibility and just didn't want to take accountability yeah yeah yeah, um, yeah don't do yeah. that <laughs> well, I'm glad we covered that. So, so I believe the one you're talking about is it is it the Kitty Genovese case? Yes, yes, that's uh, that's the one. Um, but yeah, I mean it was a uh, it was terrible. So well, I then- think I th- and you know what's funny is my ex's mom was roommates with her. Uh, with, with during the case, uh, I think it was before the case. I don't think it was at the same time, but it was really weird that I have a connection to this. I couldn't remember her name. I haven't been with that woman for like 14 years. Well, so, uh, so Mike, so in that instance, then to kind of bring it to a more concrete situation. So in the Kitty Genovese case, you know, she was attacked in front of all these people. The guy, the perpetrator, he just cruised on out of there and just, and just everyone just, thought the next yeah, person was somebody else handle it. And, and it, do you think those people are as guilty as the man who committed the crime yeah. itself? I mean, I would say legitimately, even after the fact, the person ended up dying because you didn't interject. So I feel like as a moral person, I like to believe that I'm moral. My compass is at least set semi-accurately. I think I would hope mm-hmm. that I would step in or hope that my friends, my family would step in. I don't want to really hang out with any low scumbags but 
I don't know. I would yeah. honestly feel like that, that that's the moral thing to do is to seek help for somebody else that needs it. So I feel like that's yeah. that's the right it's thing a, to do, right? It's the right answer. I think I so. Like right. the I'm losing a lot of readers. So <laughs> yeah, no joke. Because because it is the right thing to do. I think the real question is, would we follow through with our beliefs? Which yeah. is the tough question because I've failed at my beliefs before. I've failed at my beliefs plenty of times where I know something is good and right and the just yeah, thing to do. Exactly, yeah. And for one reason or another, I fuck it up. Um, you don't, it's one of the things you don't know until so the real question. situation. You, you hope that you, you understand yourself yeah. well enough, but you could freeze. You could you could have something else you need to do and hope somebody else takes care of it. So, like, yeah, you think you know what you should do, what you want, to, wish you would do, but you don't know until you're there. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Do you do you do you have faith in yourself to do you believe that you would be the one? Well, I was actually I'm so when, when you come back around, you're going to ask. Final, okay. Yeah, I'm going to ask, like, do you think you're the ones who are going to pull it up? OK, well, so I'll answer my the questions Mike answered and I'll say um, that I don't think that the people who. OK, so I think guilt is a binary. I think guilt is either true or false, right? Yeah, uh, it's not a scale. It's it's either your actions were complicit or not complicit. And uh, and the problem, the reason we have it on a scale is because we use punishment as a as a response to this blame or or complicity. And so we have to then put it on a scale for punishment yeah. reasons, which is yeah. a bad way to fucking scale stuff, yeah, you know, sure. because those people, they shouldn't be punished. They should be explained to, right? There should be some kind of social response, you know, where our community says this can't happen again. Ask those people who walked by why they did that. Uh find out what it would take for them to under, you know, to understand that it's their duty. James, 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 James. The society <laughs> does not correct itself appropriately. And <laughs> You're right. You're right. Uh, those people are not guilty. Don't ever involve yourself no, in anyone no, else's no. shit. They're <laughs> <That's> all guilty. <laughs> and if we get them into the prison complex, we can start making some money. Yeah. Make them turn them into <laughs> slaves and then things will be cool. And then a society will. That's how you corrected. Right. I mean, you're good. Yeah. Nailed done. it. Done. The entire <laughs> block was just emptied into a prison. <laughs> that, that, you know what's weird is I think a few people out there would say no, no that's nailed, good yeah he got it in yeah. one yeah 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 no and I I think just you yeah you hit it perfectly that would there has to be some sort of societal change and you know we don't need to fill a prison but we definitely do need to you know confront ourselves as a collective and figure out all right what the fuck just went wrong um, that woman didn't need to die. Yeah, what we what we should be doing is like promoting community, like community cohesion. We should be promoting like uh, people building bonds with their community. And but the problem is a lot of us don't have the time or resources to do that kind of thing to like throw a block party or have like or anything like that. We need to have our society revolve more around a this kind of this not forced but like understood as a positive thing yeah. sense of cohesion in yeah, our community. Like, I think, well, I think like what, exactly what you're saying when right now we're very centrally focused on individuals 
as a community, I don't think we've been as mm. far for a real long time. So especially right now, this conundrum, this hypothetical is very much, we're pretty far away from being community linked, you know, like community focused. I feel oh, like yeah. we should hopefully get there as a society and hopefully it doesn't take another generation to get back to but right now. We're pretty fractured and it just takes talking about it. And oh, hopefully, yeah. yeah. Hopefully people talk about it. And then this podcast, even for example, gets people talking, they'll talk to a loved one. They'll talk to a friend and hopefully it starts a conversation, but like there we're pretty far away. We need a lot of work to be done to get to that point. Kind of sucks. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think it was it was a previous episode where we were talking about the generational divide, mm-hmm. and our guest goes, "The other generations need to die." <laughs> <laughs> was that Oscar? That, that was Oscar. <laughs> he didn't say it. I, I mean, he I, he, he said that as a joke. <laughs> he straight up. <laughs> no, he's advocating genocide. <laughs> they need to die. <laughs> so then, to to finalize it, um, the question I now have for you, gentlemen is in that particular situation, as we discussed, uh, I've already forgotten her name. That makes me feel Kitty, uh, Kitty Genoese. I Genevieve? Think. Uh, Genevieve's. Hold on. I'm going back to look again because I don't want to. It yeah, sucks. Yeah. It's Kitty Genovese. Yeah. Yeah. So in, in that Kitty Genovese situation, you, so you're a, you're a member of this apartment complex who historically didn't do shit. What do you think or what? I mean, even what do you hope you would have done differently? So, I mean, the entire thing played out where you, they witnessed the attack, they witnessed him walk away, and then to make everything just even more <laughs> terrible, they didn't call for help. So, uh, guests first, uh, on your final thoughts here, what would you have done differently? <laughs> Good God, yeah, this is God, a dark episode. Yeah, God, way to start it off hot. Um, and it's not even about, like, the usual oh. child murder. This is it's just any person murder. Yeah. I mean, here's the thing. I think that I would, I hope that everybody would, I hope everybody is in the same mindset where they just think that they would step in. I know that back in high school, I was in a situation where I had to make a real split decision. I, I feel I made the right decision. I shank him. There would have been a shank. Immediately shank him. <laughs> and then, I don't know. I, and also I her. <laughs> say hey you can have a rough time let's go get a drink and uh, I'll, 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 I'll give you a high five <laughs> and then he takes Kitty yeah. out for drinks Jesus Christ. emotionally like she's had a rough day she needs to unwind what, what year was this was the prohibition <laughs> with a gentle yeah. man no, it was in the 1960s. Wow. Yeah. yeah, there's definitely a yeah. No, well, what she needs is the company of another man. I am morally sound man. <laughs> solid, man. solid. Well, I, I like that. Yeah, yeah. Well, I like that your apartment's just loaded with shanks ready for you to grab at. <laughs> I got a shank at any given moment. It's just at my disposal. <laughs> <laughs> All right, solid. Nice. Well, so, uh, James, what about you? So, in the same situation, you happen to live at this apartment. Um, I, I have no connection with my neighbors, like right now. <laughs> yeah. I have no connection with my neighbors. As much as I talk about we really need this sense of community and stuff, um, I, I'm not connected with my neighbors at all. I don't know what's going on with them. I don't know much about their lives. Um, I hear people screaming outside all the time. Whoa. And I and I don't really honest. Out. I don't check it out at all. It mostly sounds like children, but when you hear children screaming, it's usually because they're playing. And I know people are out there 
uh, on the street. Like there's, there are people who sit out on the street or, or out on the street watching the kids. Uh, so I feel like it's taken care of. I can understand that people in this building felt like someone else would handle it. I also worry about um, the idea of calling the police uh, because a lot of times police escalate things. And oh uh, yeah, I'll never call them. Fuck that. And, and it really sucks um, that the idea that the, my protectors will escalate things and possibly make it worse. And it's like that little uh, pop- jackass from Paw Patrol. Paw Patrol. What a class traitor. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, but yeah, I don't know. I probably would never even have gone and investigated. Interesting. Well, I mean, that's. I mean, it's it's honest and it's. I mean, it's what happened. If I if I saw well, someone that's getting the thing. raised, saw. Yeah. yeah. If I saw it, I would be like, "What the fuck is going on?" Uh, I'd throw stuff. If I was on like the upper levels, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone in that apartment complex had shanks on tap. Fucking shank yeah. heavy in this apartment. <laughs> <laughs> the building was made out of shanks. You can just grab yeah. one off the side. We're actually in a prison complex <laughs> from the last time this happened. <laughs> Everyone's in prison now. <laughs> yeah. um, and for well, for me, so um, right before my current living situation, I did live in an apartment complex and. I didn't know any of my neighbors, but there was more than more than 10 times where I actually investigated a situation. I I mean, one time is because like the fucking elevator was and it was like crazy hours of the night, too. Um, But I've always had sort of a and sometimes it doesn't work out good for me, but I do have a well, if uh, I don't take care of it, no one else will mentality. (laughs) Sometimes good. Sometimes it's good. I mean, in in certain cases, it would be good. But a lot of the times I'm like, well, if I don't handle that, fucking no one else will. I I did hit a stranger one time with a car. No, with my with my hand. (laughs) Like open palm slap. (laughs) It was it was like an it was like an open palm slap to the like a push to the face, like but a hit with my palm. Um, But like like this. It was when I lived Stop in New it. York, and uh, there was an old woman who was. You hit an old lady. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I actually used an old lady to hit another person. Uh, <laughs> I open palmed, grabbed her. <laughs> I don't know where the story is going, but I'm impressed. Good job. So, like, uh, I don't know if you've ever been on a subway. If anyone here has ever been on a oh, subway yeah. when it's incredibly crowded, but people will literally shove like them their bodies into the crowd to squeeze themselves into a subway car and in the middle of this crowd of people very close to me was an old woman who was being effectively crushed by the crowd because uh because someone was continuing to push on the crowd of people surrounding us the mass of people and so she was getting shoved into a tighter and tighter space and she was like yelling um and like no one was doing anything and i ended up being the person who did something that just came, this just came back to me. I, I was that at, at least right. at one point I was that person. And, and this dude was just shoving his way on. And I asked him twice. I was like, Hey, you got to stop shoving. You got to find another door or wait for the next train. You're about to commit murder, sir. <laughs> yeah. I was like this woman screaming and he, he was like, he just kept shoving. And I like, I, I slammed my hand into his fucking head and he That's went, awesome. <laughs> and he went backward out of the doors and I was really happy about it. I find that if you were to show him your shank, it would be way more effective. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I might I might have a whole different set of problems. 
Well, and that's when I pulled out my sharpened <laughs> toothbrush. <laughs> prison shake, I'm a prison bullet. That I carried with me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, you know, this was just in my normal civilian life. I pulled out my sharpened toothbrush. I don't, I don't wear it at work, but regular Mike, holy prison wall is loaded with shanks. You never know. <laughs> I'm always hiding shanks just in case I go away for a dime. <laughs> uh, I could hear you rooting around in there. <laughs> All right, well, with that being said... It's time to move on to the next portion of our podcast. But before we jump into our fight, before we jump into the final fight of our tournament, it's time to get a little more drunk and it's time to get a little more high. And I do need to stress, this is the final fight of High and Dry's very first tournament ever. We're giving away fucking glassware for this fucking thing. So this one is too... I mean, we have a big fight here with three fucking fighters, but they always get to cheer. This one is to high and dry how far it's come to our guests like Mike and everyone who's come along the way. We really appreciate it. So cheers. Cheers. You fucking did it, boys. America. USA. Yo, I got to share this aphorism real quick. This story I got. So hold on. I didn't get anything out of that one. Here you go. See, that's the integrity. That you get from high and dry. So, uh, there was this one day when I was over at the park and, uh, geese live at this park and the city knows it and they put up signs and the signs say, don't feed the geese human food. They're like, don't feed the geese human food. It's bad for them. And, uh, and I also knew this personally before the hand that human food is bad for geese. Um, and I saw a family, uh, like with a bag of like Lay's potato chips, like th- with a throng of geese around them, like throwing the potato chips at the geese. Is this your kitty story? N- uh, no, no, no. This isn't a bystander effect story. I actually, <laughs> I-, I was driving out of the park and I was like, hey, what's going on? And they were like, feeding the geese. And I was like, I was like, this is, you're, you're actually feeding them right in front of a sign. It says it's bad for them. <laughs> And they were like, well, you think you can tell me what to do? This is America. And then they started chanting USA at me. Like this per- this 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 grown man started chanting USA at me. And I was just so flabbergasted that I didn't know what to do. And I was like, I wonder if he's vaccinated. Probably not. <laughs> but that was pretty crazy. That was like that was like two years ago. <laughs> yeah. Taking all bets. Freedom geese man. Is he vaccinated? <laughs> So, um, here's the freedom geese, man. But anyway, now, so moving on to the second part of our fight, it's time to get into the fist fight. And this is, um, this is the first time we've ever had to do any of this thing. But, um, with Lynn on the show last week, we just couldn't decide on a straight up winner. So hopefully in a three way, we could figure that shit out. You know, as Lynn always says, it's best to end things in a three way. So in a three way, um, it's harder to know where to put things. So we'll see. No, yeah, it's easier because you got so many choices. Yes, yeah, that's the key. <laughs> There's too many choices at that point. <laughs> you just you just throw it out there, and wherever it lands, you nailed yeah, it. You got it. <laughs> All right. So, um, how we do it on high and dry to figure out our fights? We have a patented method to get you the answers of who would win between your favorite nerd shit. Um, in order to do that, we break it down into a three-round method. Round one: these characters have entered into a Fight Club bar basement. Featuring Brad Pitt. 
um, where they just go pound for pound, punch for punch, and they beat each other to death until we have a winner. Round two, these characters now have access to everything that's intrinsic to them, and they can buy a shotgun if they want to, and they have 24 hours in a city to get it done. And round three is the same as round two, except this time they get to bring a friend. So bringing it into round one, the High and Dry podcast crew have just gotten to the box seats. We're down in the Gen X basement where these two characters are about to fight. Brad Pitt is explaining the rules while Cher and Carl Urban have been seated next to a timeless sandworm. (laughs) (laughs) Ride the timeless sandworm in. Yeah, they probably ride him in. Um, So, Mike, guests first, punch for punch, pound for pound, who is going to win between Lady Dimitrescu of Resident Evil Village, Austin Powers of Austin Powers, and... Who the fuck was the third person? Uh, Beetlejuice. Beetlejuice. Of Beetlejuice. Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice. <laughs> Easy now. <laughs> you be careful. <laughs> so guess first, Mike, what's going to happen? Legitimately, it sucks because there's three of them. If I had to use, like, just, if, if it was a, I don't know. Fuck, you guys. This is not fair. It, really it adds a new dimension, really does, right? It adds a new dimension because there's two fighters. I honestly think that... And I'm going to start off this saying, last time I was here, I was very biased, right? I was like Jason Voorhees, 100%. Yeah. I don't care what you throw at me. And then you got me drunk, and then it wasn't it wasn't him anymore. <laughs> but, yeah, that's what a lot of guests say. I'm going to go with who I honestly think would win this, and I hate this character. So I'm going to say Beetlejuice. So I think he would – I think – I think You think I Beetlejuice think would win fist, it? Brad Pitt hanging out. I well, think he has it. Well, can you can you give us a why? I mean, like, so you're kind of acting as the advocate now of Beetlejuice. Try and convince us. Not on purpose. That's not fair. <laughs> <laughs> well, what's your thinking? What's your reasoning? Dude, he's legitimately. He's. He's magic. He literally can conjure and and shape shift and and he, he does have magic. He can, he's magic. He can he can put people in trances and fucking i'm pretty sure it could curse people like legitimately i don't see especially in the tim burton movie or even in the car- animated series back when i was a child where the limit of his powers are he could literally do anything it feels like and i feel like everybody else grounded in reality totally or their own reality i forgot the miniseries the miniseries the miniseries yeah. really opens the door yeah. on his powers they learn <laughs> more um, than he already was yeah yeah well, James, what are your thoughts? Uh, I forgot about the Looney Tunes. I bet, I bet if we had, I bet if we had uh, considered the cartoon on our last recording, Beetlejuice would have taken Austin Powers. Um, but he's here now. Yeah, the judgments are are <laughs> forever. Uh, so, um, it's I, true. I would say Beetlejuice. The. Wow, the cartoon really opens up his powers. If we stuck to just the movie, Beetlejuice mostly uses his environment. When he's in the physical realm, he uses his environment to hurt people. Um, But he's also, he uses a lot of cunning. When you have more than two people in a place, you can start using cunning. Um, That's his power. Uh, He's... He's (laughs) He's <laughs> relentless and cunning and everything's a joke to him. So he's not bound by like, uh, by like worldly matters. Um, Lady Dimitrescu is very serious. 
she's very serious and she only fights one person at a time uh usually how many does she ever fight like multiple people at a time ryan no just that one asshole yeah so she fights one person (laughs) at a time so she's at a disadvantage with multiple people but beetlejuice and austin powers both are very good at fighting multiple people um it's been shown time and time again, but Austin Powers doesn't have his guns or anything. He's he's especially good when people are shooting guns at him. Um, oh, oh, but got, no guns here. Oh, I got a thought. Um, well, so th- then here's what I think is going to happen. So you have Lady D. She's staring down Beetlejuice, who's obviously, I think, immediately the greater threat. Yeah. Um, and and so what I think what I think we're going to see in this first round here. <laughs> Um, (laughs) well so lady d eventually becomes a giant dragon-like creature and i think we'll see that pretty quickly when she has to deal with beetlejuice's you know innate magic but however once these two characters turn into their forms we're dealing with ridiculousness and what we've entered now is a realm where the fucking British guys, you know, <laughs> trying to karate chop a dragon, trying to and a poltergeist, trying to karate chop a dragon and a poltergeist, and we've just entered a comedy, and that's where Austin can pull it out. But Austin, Austin doesn't have an environment. Usually, the environment is what Austin the Powers can't time is. travel though. So there's no scenario. Like he doesn't have his time travel equipment. Well, well, here's just here's what I'm putting forward. This is what I think is going to happen. Lady D turns into a dragon. Beetlejuice uh, comes at her with everything he's got. The two of them are fighting. It's hilarious to watch Austin on the side just prepping his judo chop. (laughs) (laughs) And then at the last second, when like we've watched Lady D get ripped apart by a fucking sandworm or Beetlejuice or however the fuck it goes down. Austin judo chops him in the back of the head and then continues on with his movie. Yeah, yeah probably. Austin Powers weakness is a hot lady. So, I mean, so the, the question I have is would, um, would Austin Powers be able to fembot lady D? Wow. That's tough. Solid argument. She seems, and I just want to point out I'm a lot drunker earlier in this episode. So, it's really up to you guys to decide at this point. Gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to say, I'm going to say, I still like Beetlejuice because Beetlejuice is so cunning. Yeah. Well, well then, I feel like they're going to fucking Beetlejuice will drop a sandworm. No, he can't drop a sandworm. I think that he'll convince them to fuck and then he'll take them out while they're doing while that. While doing a conga line. Yes. And well then, so Mike, your vote. Oh, beetle, 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 beetle. Beetle, beetle, beetle. beetle. Um, James, your I, vote. I agree, Beetlejuice. I think now that they now that these two two and I'm gonna say it, sex sex objects, right? They're both oh, yeah. they're both like they're both uh they've they're characters who were created to be sex objects. And Beetlejuice um, jerk off in the corner. Yeah. He'll he'll <laughs> he'll let them distract each other and then that's when he comes up from behind with those stretchy hands and takes them out. Um <laughs> Yeah, Beetlejuice. All right. Well, my I've always felt that Beetlejuice is going to win this one. <laughs> <laughs> and so round one is going to Beetlejuice, which brings us into round two. So these fighters, we now zoom out into a city view where these characters have received a manila envelope underneath their apartment doors, their castle doorsteps, and their swingers pads. And they now know that they have 24 hours to kill the other two. 
Mike, guess up first. What happens? Did you guys ever consider the fact that there could be a three-way tie here? There could be. There could be. We're hoping not. I mean, Beetlejuice already has a vote. Yeah, Beetlejuice has a vote already. I mean, if if they'd they'd each have to win a round. I doubt it. We'll see what happens. Okay, let's find twenty-four hours prepare. I don't think twenty-four hours really matters to fucking Beetlejuice. I I really don't. I think the person that twenty-four hours agreed could play a difference would be Austin Powers if he can stay focused. Like he's if, if he doesn't go off, try to you know shag. Or fucking look for his mojo. I honestly think that with if he had the right, well, you know, fuck. I think that all. Yeah, the technology's on his side. I feel like if, if given twenty four hours, I feel like he will stand a better chance than he does in any other round. So just for the sake of conversation, I would say I would say say Austin Powers has this one. You know, and I I had some similar thoughts. Well, well, James, what do you think? Yeah. There is a lag again, uh, but that's okay. We'll persevere. We're persevering. Um, uh, So I think that uh, Austin Powers um, in this one does have, he'll have a lot of gadgets. Um, Lady D gets her whole island. She doesn't have minions, but she has has a castle. She has a castle. Um, And, uh, and Beetlejuice gets his access to a nether realm now. Um, so I don't know. That's pretty sweet. Uh, so I think that, I think that Beetlejuice might have it again in this round, just because he has access to a place where he can go and hide and come back. And he, but the problem is he's not a long con guy, right? He's, he's, he's he's always successful in the short run. He's a very impulsive, you know? Yeah, Yeah, for sure. Uh, and it looks like you caught up again, which is good. Yay, we um, did it. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I would say, hmm, yeah, perhaps in this one, when it's a movie length, I think Austin Powers might take it. I think Austin yeah. Powers, just because he, he'll he have a chance to have an arc um, over the course of preparation and then execution. Yeah. Uh, whereas in the basement, he didn't get that opportunity. What do you think, Ryan? Um. I, I'm going with a similar route so far. Well, what I see occurring here, um, well, first, you know, I mean, we're going back to the 90s. and Yeah, they all meet in the 90s, don't they? Yeah, they're going to meet in the 90s. Um, I mean, Resident Evil was scary, so Lady D fits in. Um, Austin traveled there for a whole fucking movie. <clears throat> true um but i think that beetlejuice is too dependent on the world around him whereas um and i think that same goes for lady d i mean the whole game she's dependent on her her mansion and she's honestly real lazy about the whole situation so i i think pretty lazy about it i i think that the one character we have is austin who just plows into and figures this shit out over and over and And over over. (laughs) (laughs) just plowing Yeah, so I think that's what's going to happen. So, uh, Mike, back to you. What happens, and what's your vote? I mean, he said he's the only mortal person, and I feel like he's going to take it more serious. I feel like he has 24 hours to prepare. I feel like he has it. I feel like Austin Powers for the win, baby. 
I think, it, yeah, I think in this case, Austin Powers and Lady D get to fuck on their own terms in yeah. her secluded castle. Yeah, and that's a win and for then, Austin. Yeah. It is a win for Austin because she can't hurt Austin now. No. Nobody who Austin fucks can hurt Austin. Um, <laughs> and <laughs> they they fall in love with him immediately. A lot of vagina yeah. uh, comes to mind. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that then Lady D is not a threat anymore, and then he can focus on Beetlejuice. All right. Well, then, yeah, for me, um, I was gonna vote Austin anyway, and I really hope that no one votes for Lady D in the third round, but let's <laughs> find out what happens. <laughs> so we have just entered round three, we're still in that city view. Now, this time, these people get to bring a friend. So, guests first, Mike. What goes down? Who? And well, before we do that, who's the friends? If you don't mind, well, that's what you got to decide. So, as we're talking about it, who do they bring? But before we do that, I think we need one more for the final round of the High and Dry Podcast Tournament. Cheers! Cheers to our fighters! Cheers to having Mike on again. Dude, mm. the, the decent internet. Yeah, you gotta. It's working again now. It's going really Don't well. You, now. I think I, I, I no. So so here's the problem. So as a software engineer, I do. I think I understand what's going on. So on your end, Zencaster is buffering a certain amount of audio. So whenever you start to lag, you just need to stop talking for a bit so it can finish buffering the audio, and then it'll and then it'll restart the buffer. See, the that's my. Is, that's what I think. I'm constantly beatboxing underneath my breath. So when you guys. I'm quietly beatboxing. So that's that's what I, mean. I apologize. It's just the light so fucking confused. A low frequency hum in the background that, that drives your family insane. <laughs> that's why like there's the so sh- many fucking shanks in the house. The shining. It's <laughs> of the shining. Oh. All right. Well, uh, so Mike. So, yeah. What goes down? <laughs> Who do they bring? What happens? Take us there. Um, Lady D has probably a minion. If you only have one, right? Mm. She, can't have- she should have one of her daughters, I'd imagine. Okay. Well, I'd say even with all three, she wouldn't stand a chance. Well, remember in the last time Lady D fought, she brought um one of the other versions of her so you had like pyramid head and you had no uh, no no she brought the protagonist from the game oh unstoppable yeah she wound up bringing the protagonist but then who then she could also bring nemesis you know and i feel like awesome powers would probably bring if we're going post gold member would bring dr evil once they're brothers and they're a friend doctor that's like a strong not a bad option he has all the money mm. in the world, or he's bring, or he's going to bring another Austin. Another, because uh, remember when he time traveled in the Heather Graham one? Uh, he there were two Austins, and they they, had, they, they doubled teamed Heather Graham. But if you get Austin, if you get Doctor Evil, you get access to fucking sharks with lasers on their head, which is a positive in most cases. Oh, I didn't even. No, he doesn't Did, get the sharks. He gets sea bass. He gets sea bass, and they're voracious. <laughs> right, sorry. We got a fucking funny that. That movie, movie was great. That was a great movie. We have sea bass. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, 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 
All right. So Austin is either bringing Dr. Evil or another version of himself. And then Beetlejuice. We came to the conclusion last time that it was very, Beetlejuice doesn't have any fucking no, friends. Um, I, what, what is he pull? What's her face? Uh, Christy Rich, uh, Christine Ritchie? Like, I don't fucking know. Well, yeah, he could pull her. No, Winona Ryder. Yeah, thank you. Winona Ryder, that's right. so so yeah that was that was one of our thoughts is that he would bring a child he could manipulate right or the sandworm yeah or the sandworm um because austin wouldn't kill a child right so that that would be a good protection for him there that's what he did last time but lady d would totally kill kill a child child. super easily yeah that's true yeah (laughs) yeah (laughs) and be really fast yeah I don't know, dude. I know um, that you so, don't want a three-way tie, but Lady D probably has this one, right? Like, I don't think so. What? Well, well, James, what are your thoughts? Well, James, what do you think is going to happen here? I think that this is almost a straight repeat of the second round uh, because those three daughters uh, cannot Will. resist Austin's no sexuality. Way. Uh, they can't do it. Austin is just going to bang his way through this entire vampire family. And then, <laughs> and then they're all going to kill Beetlejuice together. And then, and then Austin's going to be like, sorry, babe, this is just business. <laughs> and then, and then, then he gets rid of him. <laughs> um, he didn't even need anyone. Yeah. He didn't even need anyone. That's but if he brought a second one of himself, it would make the orgy a lot a lot more, a lot you know, more Michael Byers. <laughs> I mean, you have two horns. Um, well, then I would say. So, I mean, I think I see Beetlejuice coming in there with the Sandworm. I'm going to say the Sandworm. I mean, Sandworm's a better option against Lady. I would D. assume. I mean, or or even yeah, yeah. I mean, because if 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 Beetlejuice brings Winona Ryder, we're going to watch Winona Ryder get eaten by a Sandworm, which I kind of am into, if I'm being honest. <laughs> yeah, and I I don't think that Beetlejuice because because in Beetlejuice's media, Beetlejuice is the friend, and when you flip that on him and he's forced to bring his own friend, it it, it definitely comes out as a weaker combination. Um, so then I would say that it comes back down to that fight between Lady D and Austin, and then Lady D isn't going to know what the fuck to do with Austin. <laughs> Fucking yeah, San- a sandworm is just as likely to eat Beetlejuice as it is to help him, because <laughs> uh, it did. <laughs> well, well, Mike, bringing it back around to you. Final thoughts: What happens? What's your vote? I feel like <clears throat> the sandworm now in the equation even solidifies my vote. The sandworm takes out fucking Austin Powers. Easy money. He hasn't prepared for a sandworm. He's prepared for a vampire and a fucking. Michael Keaton looking like he's dead. So fucking Sandworm just eats him, and I feel like then Lady D has it. I, I if if that's the scenario, I feel like that's how it plays out, and I'm really disappointed. So I have a, re- <laughs> I have a real. Oh, go ahead, continue, I'm continue your finish, continue your thought. That first. you bring me on here two times in a row, get <laughs> and then just manipulate me in my opinions. This isn't fair. You have a drunken guy and you also have a spinoff called Sober and Sober. And you just talk about it <laughs> nicely. Why do you come on as a fan of every fucking thing? <laughs> why, do you, why do you enjoy things? What's wrong with you? <laughs> Should learn your lesson now. Yeah. Um, but I think that 
So I think that in this case, I think you make a good point about the sandworm taking out Austin. But a conclusion that we've come to, that at least me, is that Austin brings the other Austin. And then the sandworm... We didn't even think about Austin's friend. (laughs) There's two Austins. And and they're standing together and they see this giant sandworm and they and earlier in the movie they talked about how how are there going to be two austins well one of them gets eaten by the sandworm and the timeline <laughs> corrects itself and then austin powers continues with the movie so you're saying that austin powers 4 starts with clone austin being eaten by a sandworm yes and then and then there's only one austin and then the rest of the movie happens and i think austin wins interesting um, and for me <laughs> you beetlejuice is conquered by friendship i gotta say it, it is the truth beetlejuice lost to friendship i mean huh i mean unless he like like somehow becomes like a surrogate to one of lady d's daughters you know i don't know like he would nona riders one, one of, of lady them. yeah <laughs> one of lady d's daughters um well what i see happening here um now we're not at the vote yet but this is what i think is going to go down you got to wrap it up fast i think i think that i i think it's it's a matter of we have a super powerful main character theme coming from austin right here and i think that I, I think that if Beetlejuice was coming at Austin, I think Beetlejuice would take it. But what I think happens here is that Lady D offsets that. And not only does Lady D make Austin more powerful, Lady D sort of activates. All right, this is fucking ridiculous now. Mm-hmm. You know, just you know, just that image of Austin like judo chopping the air as vampire dragons coming at him. A, a ten foot sex pot is like totally <laughs> an awesome thing. powers thing, <laughs> and I think Lady D plays into that theme. I, I will say that I think Beetlejuice and I, and we'll we'll have to bring That's Lynn back on his to bag, out. baby. <laughs> I, I think that that Beetlejuice would have beaten Austin, but I think with the three of them, Austin takes it because Lady D is there. Um, but. Mike, he gets a free he gets a free second partner because he seduces her. Well, yeah, that, well, main character energy. You're right. Well, well, Mike, it's your you're up here. Final thoughts and a vote. See, I can go. What can High and Dry destroy for you next? I could go. Really see which way this is going. So I could I could say with the winning side here and just assume you guys are right, which I won't concede. <laughs> I feel like overall we're sitting on a three-way tie and you guys just aren't mad enough to deal with the consequences of this mistake. no i think what happens here is that the hound jumps back in and then kills jason in front of everyone and then the battle fight <laughs> Oh fuck! All right, so y- your final vote, then, Mike. Before we cut that down, I think it's a three-way tie. Fuck you guys. <laughs> <laughs> oh wait, he just changed things. Then 
No, no, no. It's still at least we still both vote for Austin, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> it doesn't change anything. <laughs> I'm fucking the wrong side again. This is bullshit. This podcast sucks. I'm unsubscribing. I'm gonna tell my followers to subscribe. This is on you. You lost two of us. Listen, this method is is patented. It, it is. It is. <laughs> the u.s government <laughs> has said that this is a that we, there's value in this <laughs> our, our piece of paper that says we own this method it says is, it has value so fuck you <laughs> fuck us no, fuck you no, sir fuck you <laughs> oh my god um so so mike you, you've been on a couple podcasts i mean you're a successful author has the podcast ever gone? No. Fuck you. All right. Fair enough. Fuck me. I get it. I get it. I see. I get it. Uh, well, this, well, this was a blast. I really enjoyed this one. Well, well James, what's your vote? Uh, my vote's Austin. Shut up. You were both Austin. It's Austin. We know what happened. Everyone was listening. <laughs> Um, I'm going to have to go with uh, Lady D. (laughs) (laughs) We did it! (laughs) Um, uh, Well, well, yeah, so James, you're you're Austin. Yeah. um, And... uh, (laughs) um, uh, You argued for Austin for like three minutes. (laughs) He might have changed my mind. He might have changed my mind. (laughs) He did did say fuck you to you. (laughs) Yeah, he said fuck you, remember? (laughs) Um, I'm going to... Let me think. Let me think. Let me think. Well, then we're good to go. So this one goes out to Austin Powers. Woo! Way to go, Austin, on winning our first tournament. This no, we are one. Mike, we, Mike, we are it's one. It's rigged. We, Mike, we are one in our decision. You can't go against this. This is how high and dry works. You're, for those of you out there who have never heard the podcast, when someone disagrees on the vote, we shank them. their opinion magically changes. We just shank them to death. <laughs> <laughs> and their opinion changes. <laughs> hey, so, Mike, thank you so much for joining us. It was a blast. It really was. Where can we find <laughs> you? Um, you can find me at... <laughs> MikeSaltAuthor.com. I rarely update that website. If you really want to find me, go to Instagram, Mike underscore salt. And I'll probably be the guy that just talks shit to people regularly. Yeah. Perfect. Cheers. It fits with our yeah, theme. Right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so um, we're getting an echo on Mike over there. That's okay. Let's close it up. Fuck it. All right. So thank you, everyone, for listening to High and Dry. We really appreciate it. That was Mike Salt. That's me. I'm Ryan Barron North. This is James Crossland. James sucks. (laughs) That was you. (laughs) (laughs) And true. Uh, Mike, one more time from High and Dry. Fuck you. (laughs) Thank you for coming on. (laughs) It seems better. All right, everyone. Peace. Uh, Bye.